Welcome to Tabletop. My name is Nick, and I think that fudging dice rolls is totally okay. Hey, it's me, Franco, and rolling for initiative sucks. I'm Daniel, and I think you should modify your first level characters as much as you want. And I'm Shade, and if your TTRPG hasn't evolved into a LARP, you've done it wrong. And we all host Tabletop, a TTRPG podcast about all things games and storytelling. And sometimes we have game designers, professional researchers, and even the occasional owlbear. If this interests you, listen to Tabletop every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts. Tabletop is a proud member of the Helios Network. In this episode of Negative Modifier, we'll be playing the game Delta Green. Delta Green, by design, tackles various mature themes that may be uncomfortable or triggering for listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, it's Charlie, Negative Modifier's Game Master. First off, thank you for giving us a listen. As always, expect something horrible to happen to the players. If you're a fan, support us by leaving a review on iTunes. If you hate the show, Consider doing it anyway and enjoying the fact that you've inflicted us on someone else. For the most up-to-date news on the podcast, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And with that... Are we all going in this time, or should I still be on lookout? Uh, I think we'll still need someone on lookout, but we should still go up the same way we did last time. Gotcha. Let's head back to his motel? Yeah. Yep. Oh, uh, yeah. We're doing that little uh, insert vice sweep maneuver again. All right. Hey, get up to his door. More or less the same, same, just kind of sad motel. Knock on the door. Same response as last time. What do you want? We're back. Yeah, I saw the news. Uh, Good work. I guess you kind of hear a variety of like bolts being pulled and stuff being slid and door swings inward. All right. You did the thing I asked you to do. Come on in. Florence will motion for Foxtrot to go first. All right, I'll go ahead and walk in first. I'm going to position myself behind a pillar or some sort of way that I'm not immediately visible from the street, but still I get a good angle to see who's coming up towards the motel and towards the door, if I could. Probably a gaggle of tweakers moving about, but nothing inherently suspicious that you're seeing. So I will be on alert. All right, so who's inside the motel room at this point? Is it just Florence and Foxtrot? I think so. Yeah. All right. He hands you both kind of paper cuffs with some strong smelling brown alcoholic liquid in it. And he kind of like goes like, does to make a cheers and drinks his. I just told you to break in, blow it up the place. That was shit. You guys are hardcore. Yeah. Right. What do you got for us? What do you got for me? I told you to grab some evidence for me or something. Something that would find like a fucking conviction stick to that prick. We've got a cell phone and a laptop. Oh shit. That's maybe the mother load. Uh, you, you bring them with you? I assume we would have. Yeah. Yep. And if looks at him, looks at you, either you two's tech guys or anything like that. Uh, back when I was a detective, I had like nerves that did this shit for me. So, yeah, just a second. Florence is going to make sure that there's tape over like the laptop's webcam and then disconnect the um, the like audio, the speakers from the, the laptop. Yeah. And then she'll she'll boot it up for him. And he's kind of watching all this very skeptically, like, okay, whatever. But yeah, thing fires up. It appears to be running Linux of some kind. Maybe it looks like a custom build of some type. She's going to, like, immediately just mess with the brightness settings so sure. that, um, you know, if we were assaulted by flashing lights, they wouldn't be the right, you know. I guess she'll go to the command line and just start going through the computer. All right. What's your comp si at? 50. Yeah, so that's more than enough to kind of get past the initial login of this computer it's not really all that well secured and you land at kind of the home screen of this and 
it's definitely that strange squid logo you saw before. Again, it's more stylized, almost kind of hunker spray paint fire just across the entire desktop of this. And in big letters, it reads across that property of DJ Essence Muncher. She just like looks at Foxtrot with like the oh shit expression. Look over and I'm just like, I try to, you know, keep a serious face, but I'm also concerned that Florence had a weird like reaction to it. She's going to start going through the files on the computer. Yeah. So this is definitely the folder of a teenager. It has all the kind of telltale signs of its prior owner being a teenager. You've got a porn folder. You've got a variety of, variety of just kind of document folders. You have a extensive music collection. It's weird, though. Most of the music makes sense, but there's a bunch of what appear to be custom files of some kind. They're all labeled as artist being DJ Essence Muncher. More importantly, though, just sitting in the download folder of this, there are a variety of run programs, one of which is just titled seed.exe. Oh, fuck. Can she open up the properties of the file, like see how big it is? Yeah. Other data like that? Anything significant? Yeah, so the file size is zero, but as best you can tell, it contains billions of lines of code. Huh. I guess looking at the code, I know she wouldn't be able to figure out exactly what it is, but can she see sort of what the program might be built to do? Give me a comp sci on this. Give me a check. Nine out of 50 success. You can't quite tell what it's supposed to do, but something about it's kind of familiar. Like it's not an exact match, but it seems like a network virus. Its goal is to infest and spread. Okay. Um... Okay, so probably shouldn't open this. I'm going to check to see if there's the I file in here on this computer. Yeah, just in the download folder even. Getting rid of it. All right. I guess looking through the code a bit more, is there look like there's any like flaws in it that could be exploited? Any Anything like that? That would take a long time to go through, but... You're right, it's billion lines of code. I'm not... <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, like, the code you're going through, it is perfect in a way that code is not typically like there's yeah. no redundancies it's all made give me an intelligence check nine out of 85 success the code resembles something that if you had an infinite amount of time to write something infinitely simple that's how perfect this code could be but it's not like it's obviously for something much more complicated and the longer you look at this code, the more something seems off and the more you stare at something kind of you keep scrolling. It's never the same stuff twice. It's it's all new, but also you can almost understand it like it's written in a language. It's it's obviously code, but there's something about it that kind of translates to being able to read it like English in a very bizarre way. And give me a sand check, you know, just to pile on to this potential sand loss. Is there anything extra I can learn with unnatural? For this? Let's, let's start with the sand check first. Okay. 10 out of 68 success. Jesus Christ. Yeah. All right. So you pass. You only take one point of sand damage for this. I'll take it. Okay. Yeah. So the more you scroll, the more you look at it, you realize that the code is beautiful. And maybe it's the scrolling animation that's causing it to look like this, but you realize that in the code, there are millions billions maybe just in between the numbers and also made of the numbers just eyes small big various eyes staring directly out of the code at you 
Lovely. So I'm noticing that like Florence is like kind of really taken off guard by this, and I want to roll alertness to see if anything else is noticeably wrong in the room, also particularly at the guy. So as part of this, do you look at the code? Do I look at the code? No, I look at Florence. All right, you're just looking at Florence? That's good. All yeah. right, cool. Just checking. All right, so I'm going to do my alertness. 36 out of 73 success. Is there anything out of the ordinary standing up, particularly involving the guy or that detective dude in the room? Yeah, no, nothing, nothing going on in the room. Like it okay. seems he's very much watching Florence, who's very much watching the code. He's kind of transfixed. He's kind of like, okay, what the hell is it? Is he looking at the code? He's more looking at Florence. Again, he'd have no reason to look at the code. Like it's okay. just code as far as he's concerned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with my unnatural skill, can I make anything else out about this? Any extra information or am I got what I got? You got what you got on this. It's all right. I'm going to back out of the code then. I'm not going to run this. Seems like a very bad idea. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll just go through the computer with a, a really deep like dive into it for the detective. Yeah. Yeah. So this takes some time and. You ever join them at any point during this uh, Firestar? Are you still outside kind of keeping watch through all of this? Because this is probably going to take a couple hours to do a deep dive of the computer. I'll probably be knocking in and checking in every once in a while, but I'm still like adamant on making sure that we are protected and safe. Is the door unlocked while you guys are in? I assume so. But yeah, I'll do like a couple knocks. Just kind of signal that it's me and I just kind of open the door and peek in and be like, you guys good? Yep. Cool, cool, cool. Everything's good out here. And then I just kind of pop back outside. All right. So you don't find anything on the laptop that the detective was hoping you'd find. Like he's kind of mad about this. It just seems to be a laptop of a normal, very computer obsessed, very kind of code minded. Like whoever owned this laptop probably was Benjamin Reese was really into the Internet and technology and coding. Like you almost you're kind of your stereotypical teenage computer science hopeful type of thing. He's got the dark net browser. He's got all the stuff you kind of expect from someone who is really into computers at the age of 14, 15 type of thing. None of this really interests the detective, unfortunately. You find a bunch of stuff that you do find quite interesting, and it's a whole mess of stuff. The The most kind of obvious thing you find first is you find a preliminary drawing or kind of sketch or design of the Thousand Eyes Decentralized Rave Flyer on the laptop. Yeah. All right. Good to know. Is there any, like, gleaning information from this? No, but you find lots of iterations of it. If you had to guess, this is probably where that was designed. Eventually, you kind of find buried in a variety of kind of subfolders in a, not a normal email thing, but kind of a covert, like, messaging system of some kind. It's kind of a cache of these things. Correspondence between one DJ Essence Muncher and someone going by the name of The Gatekeeper. Okay. What is in the correspondence? Reading through all of this, it's a weird kind of so you successfully found me kind of conversation. As best you can tell, DJ Essence Muncher has been trying really hard to find this quote gatekeeper. A lot of talk about like, I see you passed my first test, keep going. I see you passed my seventh test, keep going. Very much kind of like wise man to someone seeking knowledge type of person. And eventually kind of ends in an invitation to visit this gatekeeper at his temple in some place called Duel's Technology Corridor. Ring a bell to anyone? Foxtrot might know this, actually. 
I know this one. I don't remember. Now, now, you wouldn't know this as a player, but you might know this as a character. So in the area surrounding Washington, D.C., there was at one point an attempt at a Silicon Valley. It was known as the uh, Duels Technology Corridor. Huh. So I'm a little bit unsure about it, but I look over and forms and say, this, there might have been something like that in D.C. a long time ago, but I can't, I can't, I don't really, I mean, I'm not a computer guy, so I don't really know the specifics, but I remember seeing something like this or hearing about something like this in D.C. briefly. Right. We'll look it up here in a moment. Anything else on the laptop? No, but so kind of the last of the correspondence is basically this gatekeeper person encouraging DJ Essence Muncher to do what needs to be done, if you will. Only when they do that can they join them on the winning side. I know this is going to be a long shot, but in the correspondence, like the way that the gatekeeper's typing, because some people type with their like mannerisms with like y'all and everything. Is this similar to how the person on the TV talked to us when we were in the death house? The first psychotherapy on that. Okay. Can I do humid instead? Yeah, um, I'll, if you have SIGINT as well, that's higher. I'll let you do any of those. 67 out of 45, though. It's hard to tell via text, that type of thing. That person yeah. was also very measured and deliberate in how they talk, so it might have been a front for that. But I will say that kind of looking at this, this person is very precise and deliberate in what they say. There's no coding going on whatsoever in what they're saying. They are very explicit in it, but at the same time, like, if you read this conversation without context, it would just be a weird conversation between internet strangers. There's nothing inherently unnatural about what you're reading remotely. All right. Once we're done with the computer, I'll power it down. And I'm going to say, um, do we want to brick this? Y'all hear a knock at the door and fire starter pops in. Y'all still good? Yeah. You think we should get rid of this laptop? Uh, is there... But why? What did you find on it? She'll fill them in. Former Detective Weathers at this point is kind of like, well, if you don't want the laptop, I'll take the laptop. Maybe I can have some CI or something. No, absolutely not. Do we have one of them, um, you knows, the one of our Cajon Verdes around here that we could kind of set this with? Oh, um, do we? Because that sounds like something that we should hold on to. You are at the same time. Because this does definitely feel like one of those situations. Yeah, the detective kind of looks at you confused, like, what are you talking about? Just a second, detective. Did did Tranche tell us of any green boxes in the area? She has not responded in any way, shape, or form yet. This is rough, because I don't want to carry this around with us. With my time in T-Cell, would I have been, would I have been given, like, a head zipper? Could I kind of remember any patterns to find a Tranche box or a green box? Much like how... The unhoused have their kind of glyph system and stuff like that to kind of warn or to be able to communicate with each other. Is there kind of a similar way that Delta could be like, oh, nah, not really. In this case, I, I will say that kind of Detective Weathers is looking at you like, what the hell are you talking about through all of this? I have a question. I remember that Pine's laptop I had a bunch of green boxes locations on it. Can I roll a check to see if I remember seeing one of the locations in Philly? you do an in check to try and remember that okay 29 out of 85 success yeah i remember there's a few it's it's philadelphia there's definitely some stuff that needs to get stashed there i know i remember where one is do we want to fuck with this he holds the phone up shouldn't you play your 
I kind of take one more look outside and then I'll close the door and I'm inside the room at this point in time. Do you, don't you would wouldn't you want to have your elevator kind of playing in the background? That's a very good point. I remember Florence had asked Tranche to get her a old iPod with that recording on it. Was that ever delivered to us? So yeah, in this case. Great. She'll play it and then she'll open the phone while it's like playing in the room. All right, so the phone does boot up. It also appears to be running some type of Linux-based software on it. As I said, it's kind of a hacked-together phone. You will note that kind of the unsettlingly the boot for it, the kind of startup symbol on it, is again that strange camera octopus symbol you saw previously. Florence will go through the phone. So before you can even go through the phone, it gets a text message. Oh, who's it from? Sender unknown. Is it one of those things where we can like read the text from the, the like drop down menu? You get a preview which just simply reads, Did you check the? Are you reading this out loud or? Yep. I motion everyone to stay away from a window or to get away from like any sight lines from the windows. Sure. At this point, I would like to do another alertness check to see if there's anything that's starting to stand out now in the room other than the obvious stuff we've seen. Rooms unchanged. Unrooms unchanged? Okay. What about the guy? He seems just as baffled by all this as you are. I will open the text. It just simply reads, did you check the battery? Question mark. I'm going to turn off the phone and I'm going to check the battery. Yeah, so you pop the battery compartment off the back and there's no battery, just in some very faded pen, the words, hello, agents. Everyone give me a dodge check. All right. 39 out of 33 fail. Is this going to blow up? I fumbled. Of fucking course I fumbled okay, right so, now. <laughs> all right, so earlier, I, I'm just curious. Since I've been on high alert because of my disease, can I get a bonus to my dodge? No, because you got ushered to get away from the windows and closer to the phone. Fuck. Okay. I mean, not from the windows. I mean, like, not to get sight lines. 45 out of 50 success. So the phone doesn't explode it erupts into a mass of cable-like tentacles that shoot in every direction out of the phone, ripping the body of the phone and sending kind of chunks of it scattering across the room. So if you pass your dodge check, you successfully kind of make it out of the way as these cables just embed themselves in the wall behind you and in the floor where you were standing. If you weren't so lucky, give me a 1d4. Oof. I fumbled. What's my roll, Charlie? That's right! No! Give me a 1d4 still. Okay. All right, so Florence, you get kind of winged by this thing as it goes by. It cuts your cheek or something like that. Firestarter embeds itself in your body. Like, it spears into you and kind of knocks you to the ground. You feel it kind of slowly wiggling its way into the rest of your body. Give me a strength check. Oh, please. Did it hit him in the torso? Or, like, where did it hit? I have a strength of 70%. How do I get failed this? Okay. 83 out of 70% failure. All right, so you're grabbing this thing and you're pulling at it. You feel it just slowly spreading through your body some more. Give me 1d4. This is... Okay, let me just subtract the two that I have in my HP so I know what's happening oh, with that. no. As this is happening, I'm screaming, Florence? Florence? Uh, give me a constitution check before you're actually capable of yelling out for help. Okay, cool. Um, constitution should be better. Success at 65 hey. out of 75%. Almost missed it. Because of fucking course. So I have a question. Mm. What's the rest of the like cables doing? Do they go inert or? 
oh no, it's very much kind of like a node or a virus of some kind spreading outwards. Like it's almost trying to grow. It's not so it's like, like a live. Yeah. Okay. Is it still like central from where the phone was? Yeah, the central points like suspended in midair where all the kind of various tendrils embedded themselves in the wall. Florence is like busy like dodging and, and trying to get out sure. of the uh not she's moving basically. Alright, so uh I'm gonna grab uh the handgun with the elder shot in it then. Alright. Yeah, and basically aim right at the center mass of this thing. Alright, give me a firearms check. Considering I'm close, do I get a modifier to and shooting providing like- tentacle mass of cables? No. Okay. Uh ten out of eighty one success. Alright, so the bullet hits the cables and the room erupts in this kind of high-pitched, almost dial-tone freaking sound. Firestarter, give me a strength check. Because it's probably sounding off internally in his body from the cables. Oh! 58% success. All right, so you managed to grab onto the part protruding into you and you stop it from slithering, maybe trying to hide inside of your body. You're holding onto this thing as a tendril, it's like literally in you. You can feel it like wrapped around your ribs, maybe like caressing one of your lungs or slightly like once up in the back of your throat somehow. Like it is, this cable is undeniably like in your anatomy right now. And you're watching as kind of the shot hits the center node. It starts to almost like unravel. It's just see towards you almost like a rope whipping apart until it hits you and kind of slowly but surely the cables go slack inside of you and kind of slide out through the holes they entered through and maybe you're pulling them some as you're as you're pulling on it at that point but like you feel the cables go limp maybe ooze is the right phrase they like they wetly flop out of your body slick with your blood everyone give me a sand check wouldn't count attuned to violence because he's bleeding no 68 67 50 out of 30 percent 16 out of 30 success all right if you failed it's 1d6 sand damage for this if you passed just one point of sand damage. All right. Projection. I'm projecting one off onto our... I'm going to do one on the John. Actually, I think I'm doing one on the Firestarter. Yeah. Oh, poor Firestarter. I'm sorry, Firestarter. No, it's all good. I'm, I'm offloading on you. Our our bond is broken. Oh. It's okay. It'll come back. I'm, I'm yeah. sure it'll come back. Yeah. I'm offloading four onto Florence and our bond is broken. <laughs> I'm taking that one sanity, but uh, I offload four onto Florence and I no longer have a bond. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do we get anything back for killing the unnatural thing? <laughs> no, not yet. Fair. How's our friend doing? He miraculously managed to dodge out of the way. He's like cowering in the corner, looking at you like just wide-eyed and terry's breathing unbelievably heavy he's like holy shit it's real florence is gonna brick this laptop it's way too dangerous to keep with us oh yeah not even a green box all right welcome to the club bud yep we're leaving let's go jumps in front of the door he's like you can't leave yet this shit is real your You're- fucking weird ass organization came to me a bunch of years ago after a really grisly murder and said like hey if you really see anything really weird let me know and is look, this the shit? Look, dude, it, we, we'll explain in the car. Let's go. Okay, okay. Uh, do you want a place to dump off the rest of that laptop? There was a place they told me to dump stuff if I ever find anything really weird, and I wasn't sure what weird meant. Um, but I put a couple things there over the years, like 
You want to put the laptop there, too? That definitely seems fucking weird, right? Wait, you knew about other weird shit and you haven't told us yet? In the car. In the car. Let's yeah, go. Let's, let's go. go. Let's go. I want to perform first aid on myself because I have a gaping hole in my chest now. Uh, you have several gaping holes in your chest. Oh, cool. I have several gaping holes in my chest. Yep. I would like to perform first aid once I get to the car. Yep. I'm going to be in like the back seat with the medical supplies just shoving gauze up in my hole. You would know for your time in Tiso, this is where tampons come into play in field medicine. Yes. There's probably tampons in the in the first aid supply. I, I will be yeah. I will be applicating tampons into my chest cavity. You can use my medical supplies. It'll give you a plus 20. I will sterilize these tampons with Florence's medical supplies. <laughs> I mean, they're probably sterile. Like This is what they're used for in medical and kind of tactical situations. They're good mm. for stopping bullet holes and stuff like this. Yeah, I'm going to start doing that. And then I get a plus 20 with your med-, med kit. Yeah. Sick. Can I roll that? Yeah. 84 out of a modified 95. If I'd failed that, I was going to just leave this game. Fire starter dies <laughs> from self from making it worse. <laughs> That's only fumble that makes it worse. Yeah. yeah. The medical kit cut yourself on that, and now you're bleeding. The zipper got him. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so you get to cover one d four health from that. Ooh, thank you. Yeah, I know your stomach's all torn up. Do you mind, you know, just stitching up my cheek really fast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Same thing with the plus twenty on that. Yep. Sweet. I'm sorry. Awesome. I'm all. I'm a little no, fucked up right now. It's all good. Better than where I was. Who's driving? Because I'm, I'm just going to shit. I'm just going to be back here uh, for a second. <clears throat> oh, them shit spicy. I guess our detective lag can drive us to the spot where he drops stuff off. A super agreeable now. Like he is seeing the weird, if you will. Good. We have another body to throw at the problem. <laughs> yeah. So you drive for a bunch of time and you wind up at kind of just this unbelievably shitty storage locker facilities like yeah part of the deal i cut a way fucking longer back was if we had anything ever really weird come through in the evidence locker i would arrange for it to go missing and it found its way here only to do it a few times but kind of like punches in a coat opens the locker up i figured it might not be a bad spot for the laptop that goes along with the tentacle erupting phone yeah let's keep that talk to a minimum for now Florence is just going to put it in the uh, the locker and put like a sticky note on it that says, do not open this thing. Do not boot it up. Do not do anything with it. Leave this shit alone. Yeah, so inside the storage lock, there's a couple other evidence bags, a couple kind of little idle looking things, one kind of collection of weird pottery, a bag of what looks to be almost like glass-like cocaine. But yeah, it's a small storage locker. It's just kind of boxes and the guy looks around and he's like, I'm not even the first one to use this. I kind of came here and some of this weird-ass shit was here. Um, I think someone cleaned it out a while back, though, too. There used to be, like, a clown outfit in here, I think, or something. Have you touched anything inside here? Oh, fuck no. No, if I'm throwing weird shit from evidence in here, I am not touching anything. My fingerprints were on enough stuff as it was. Well, let's get the fuck out of here. What other stuff is there? You want to search around? I look over at Florence and I say, are we just leaving this and torching this place here, or are we going to actually look and see if there's anything else here? We're not going to torch this. This is a it's a green box. Yeah, with suspicious-ass items in it. That's every green box. Yeah, but, like, that's fun, suspicious stuff. Like, quirky. This stuff literally tried to kill us a second ago. Fucking quirky? What? 
our friend here, Firestarter, is having dreams about scooping out his own brain with a fucking ice cream scooper. Yeah, quirky. Quirk, shut this locker, we're leaving. Wait, are we witnessing Foxtrot realize the dark origins of all the other items in green boxes? <laughs> Maybe. Did Foxtrot not put together that all of the items in green boxes previously were recovered items from Delta Green operations? I, well, okay, so he might have not thought that at first, but I mean, obviously now as it has become a thing. Oh yeah, no, obviously. Yeah, but um, yeah, in a way, he, he's become very desensitized to the fact that all, everything in this thing is a double-edged sword, unless it's a gun. Okay, so I, I gotta ask this question, like, did he think just random people were going around stocking the green boxes with weird stuff to be weird or something prior to this? Like, yes, that's fantastic. I love it. <laughs> the most alert person. No, it makes a certain amount of sense. So let's talk about this for a second. The idea that Foxtrot, he's had this whole kind of arc of this whole kind of adventure. He didn't really understand the work that he was working for. We've made that painfully clear at this point. The idea that like he thought this was some... Like, I love the fact that, like, in character, this is a, like, oh, no, I just thought these were weird storage boxes of some kind full of, like, strange stuff. I didn't realize these were from other cells. Like, all the bloody stuff we found, that's probably just a strange item of some kind. That's fantastic. All right, so you leave the green box? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So where are you off to next? Home base, guys? Yeah. Detective, do you have a, do you have a car? I have nods slowly. Yeah, why? Make and model, please. Tells you it's just kind of a normal, out-of-date kind of sedan-type car. Uh, why? Does it have a radio? Like a police radio or like a car radio? Can we remove the radio? Is it like, take out the radio? You can if you want. It's not that hard to take those out. I've busted a bunch of people back in the 80s and 90s for pulling those things out of cars. Should we take his car? I don't think so. I think our car is fine now. At least for now, right? That's yeah. why we went through all that. Yeah. You said, wait, do you have a police scanner or a police radio? I have looked shadily back and forth. Officially, no, I'm not legally allowed to own one of those. Unofficially, yeah. We borrow that. I look a little bit defeated. Yeah, I suppose. Um, give me a lift back to the motel. It's in the backseat of my car. I'll give it to you there. Oh, do you want in on this, by the way? Oh, fuck no. This is way too goddamn real. Like, my involvement with all you was tangential at best previously. This is... Uh, a cell phone exploded. I, I could deal with a cell phone going bang. A cell phone going tentacle? That's... Uh, no. Look, Florence, I don't think he has a choice whether or not he wants in on this. At this point in time, he's seen too much. He's been inside a green box. He knows what a green box is. Like, okay. you're going to get a welcome package at some point, bud. And whether or not you're ready for it, it doesn't matter. Just understand the fact that, like, hey, things are changing. We need to borrow your police scanner. We might need to contact you again. What I'm more concerned about is you were there with us when the phone went boom, meaning that you're probably thought to be with us. Your kid, the one you were obsessed with, he's involved in this in some way. And we need your help to get into his mind. And then once this is over, you can go back to whatever you do. Kind of sighs for a second real long. Benjamin Reese's alias was DJ Essence Muncher. Yeah, we kind of gathered that from the laptop. 
explains all the band stickers and everything else like that. Posters on his room. Hey, so why were his parents dead? Or did you know, like, were his parents real? Because he's like wide eyed on this. He's like, you know, the parents are dead. Well, yes Yes. and no. Yes. One second before we continue on this. What kind of phone do you have? Have I pulls out like an old school flip phone. He's like this. All right. Good. If it had been a smartphone, we might have been an issue. Had problems. Never mind. Yeah, sorry, I'm not continue. a big fan of those smart devices. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Continue. Give me what you think you know about his parents. All right. So I started tailing Benjamin Reese for some vandalism, some occasional just kind of minor crime bullshit. Nothing that big. But you know, you know, you meet a bad seed, you know a bad seed. So I, I knew he was going to slip up eventually. There was something strange going on, and. The kid just kind of up and vanished after I got kicked off the force. And then his parents upped and vanished. And you went to the house. Just it's it's just there. No one seems to act like it's strange. The lawn's all fucked up. The mail stopped getting delivered. Like I wasn't going to break in myself because, well, quick jaunt right over to me at that point for kind of someone breaks into that house. But like, fuck, I thought the kid like murdered them or something. I'll serial killer. The kid just had a vibe to him, way too goddamn smart for his own good, like, knew I was following him. You know those people that, like, you can tell they got something going on below the surface that they they think they're better than everyone else. They kind of know that they are because they're just too goddamn smart and they're bored and it's up to bad shit. Yeah, yeah. So when we got there, the house was in this kind of same state. Um, mom was in the kitchen. Dad was the, he popped out of the bathroom, right? Foxtrot? Uh, one of them did, I think. I don't remember, man. I just, as soon as something came out of the room, I just started going. All right. Um, so think about, think about how the cell phone exploded in the tentacles. Momsy and Popsy did the same. Jesus, fuck. So we need to know, do you have notes on Benjamin? What have you got on Benjamin? You have years of recon. Oh, yeah, I got shit. But also like that logo that was on his background. If that's what you're looking for, I know you can find that logo fucking spray painted all across the warehouse. Where? Another part of town. It's um, when those pictures got sent around with the logo. I'm the one that found them. I I found them kind of spray painted a bunch of old fences and shit over another part of town here in town. It's Jesus. Fuck that. Yeah. I pull out my flask and just hand it to him. I take some kind of long sips from it. You're looking for a part of town called Fairhill. It's not great. I can give you the address for the place. It's an old kind of condemned building, five stories, places caving in, but there's a giant one of those logos on the door. It's spray painted all around the area, too, on a variety of walls and shit. It's, it's fucking weird, though. Like, any of you museum types? I chuckle at the mention of museums. What? Why? Well, my ex-wife used to drag me to a bunch of those kind of like art exhibits. And you know how they always talk about how like the eyes follow you around the room or some shit like that? Yeah. Yeah. I could swear this graffiti felt like it was looking at you, which is fucking weird because it's like a fucking squid with a camera for a head or something. Like, it's not even well made, like, but it feels like it's looking at you. Like, this is going to sound crazy, but it feels like something big's looking at you has there ever been an insistence where they were able to look away did you ever shake that off 
yeah, when I left, like, if you walk around a corner, they can't see you anymore. But, like, it's weird. Like, that whole, that, that, that code thing. I, I was looking over the lady here's shoulder, and, like, it felt the same. Like, something's staring at you. doesn't really care what you are, but it sees you. It sees, this is going to sound weird, all of you. Yeah. With what he's describing and what we've experienced, is there anything I can glean about this? Perhaps a way to to mask ourselves from the the eyes, or um, I guess make it less effective at tracking us. Give me a natural check on this. All right, uh, sixty five out of thirty one fail. Would I be able to roll on a natural? Yeah, anyone who wants to roll on natural can roll on natural for this to see if they can come up with something clever. So close, <laughs> fifteen out of nine. Damn, sixty nine out of twenty six. Because I remember. Weirdly enough, when I was backing into that house, when I looked in the mirror, whatever kind of warding, like the anti-looking, was able to shake that off, or it, it negated. It negated that. Maybe if we got some of those like emergency reflection, uh, reflective blankets. You know what I'm talking about? Well, the detective kind of looks at both of you for all of this. If you're worried about not being seen, you know they make like anti-paparazzi shit, right? Yeah, they make, you can do that. Didn't I see that in the TV show once? It was like a C, CSI thing, or... No, what was that damn dude? Foxshot just kind of starts thinking of an old TV show. Oh, wasn't it, uh... Was it Matlock? No. Anyway, you put LED, certain, like, LEDs on, like, a pair of shades, and it basically makes you invisible to cameras. At least your face and all that. So you really can't be tracked. Yeah, if we put the LEDs, like, on our clothes, too, would that work? I mean, you can, but ideally you want them somewhere around your head so that they can't make out your face. Like, you want the brightness, the, the brightest point to be coming from the main thing you want to disguise, so... Well, the main thing we want to disguise is our entire body. Well, you're not going to be able to disguise your entire body. You're going to basically look like a giant glowing object on the camera, so that's going to spark a bunch of red flags. I mean, better than it seeing exactly who is who, you know? I mean, we can get some highly reflective, high-vis stuff at least. If this is something that feels like a thousand eyes, might as well try to burn them out all at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Make it difficult to look at us. Look over at the uh, the guy. Do they ever throw anything like raves in this area or parties? I mean, yeah, there's a bunch of uh, rave posters and stuff. But at this location? Kind of looks at you confused. It's condemned. Not that I'm aware of, but... Honestly, if someone threw a party there, no one's going there to break it up. It's not worth the effort. Uh, Bear Hill's not great. Yeah. You want to sneak around in there? Like, make up some fake posters about a rave at a condemned freaking warehouse area. Then we just wear rave clothes. It's a perfect cover. We could throw as much LEDs as we want and blend in with a whole oh, crowd. That's fucking perfect. Just a pop-up rave for the night. Pop-up rave. Yeah, that's a real good idea. How... How are we going to produce an entire... We don't have to produce shit. We just have to tell people to be there. Yeah, I mean, you just say that it's a silent rave and post a Spotify playlist link. Did Hold up. Hold up. Guys, do we forget the fact that, like, the entire thing is that we're trying to avoid a giant silent rave because a whole bunch of teenagers had their organs dissolved? I mean, that's true. Probably not the best idea, then. Plus, we might need to burn the buildings to stop the vectors from spreading. Yeah, I thought we were attempting not to cause the deaths of, like, hundreds of teenagers. 
No, you're you're right. We should we should get some arsonist supplies together. I mean, we should spend the night like making a plan, getting everything we need. We need to also find a new spot because if they were able to communicate the fact that the battery was a trap, we probably should move motels. Okay. How about is there are, are there any neighboring buildings at this address or this warehouse area that you were talking about? Like, are there yeah, other, you you got options. If you want to go check it out? It's Post a freaking sudden rave nearby. It's enough so that you have stragglers try to go hide or, or check out other areas. These are a bunch of horny teenagers. They'll break away from a main party to go do dumb stuff. That's a really good point. And if we're covered in LEDs, it makes sense. And they wouldn't be able to in. tell it's us. Yeah, that's a, that's a fantastic idea. Yeah, pick a, a neighboring uh, building. Set up some sort of weird-ass party for, I don't know what the youth like nowadays. I'm an old man here. But uh, well, yeah, there you go. Let's do it. I like that plan a lot. I'm I'm still not sure about it, but Florence, if you can figure out a way to have your magic music somehow play alongside it so at least these kids are safe. I mean, there isn't really a way to do that. I'm not. I, plus, it's not being thrown by DJ Essence Muncher. He doesn't have to be there for kids' organs to dissolve, but it's it's a two to one vote. I don't I can't think of anything else. So I guess I'm going to have to just figure this shit out as I go along, make sure everyone's good, but... We can do noise cancellation. Like, active noise cancellation playing that song just backwards that cancels out the audio completely. Yeah. I mean, honestly, what we'll do is, uh... I mean, Detective, you have to know somebody who's, like, into the rave scene here. Get, like, somebody to set something up in a few days. Kind of looks at you super confused. He's like, the fuck part of my glowing personality makes you think I know anything about that bullshit. You don't have any CIs that are in that that kind of world? I mean, I used to, kind of like purses his lips for a second, listen to a long exhale. I might know someone. Uh, you probably want to check out the neighborhood for them, though. It's, it's rough. You're going to have a hard time selling anyone going up there. You know what? I could just go to the nearest gay bar and kind of figure some shit out. If there's something that the, the queer community likes to do is have parties in seedy locations. Yeah. Plant the rumor and let let it just spread on its own. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. I'm, I think that's what I'm going to I think that's what I'm going to go for. Um, uh, Weathers, Garrett, what do you prefer? Weathers is fine. I can get you in contact with, I guess, my friend at this point. Cool. Yeah. Um. I'm gonna need your help getting my my money out of out of our couch. We're you're coming with us. We're moving motels. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Uh, okay. That sense makes all the sense in the world. I suppose. I think we'll read you in at the the hotel too. I have nods uncomfortably long to this. Yeah. Sure. Whatever. At this point. <laughs>